Who was Forrest Gump? We know what he did. He won a national championship for Alabama. He won the Medal of Honor. Where are you going anyway? Weeks. <laughs> Cody, I'm doing a I'm doing like a serial <laughs> thing. Could you like let me do the serial thing? I'll just start over. Sorry. Who was okay. Forrest Gump? We know what he did. He won a national championship for Alabama. He won the Medal of Honor. He was involved in Watergate. He ran across America multiple times. He inspired dance crazes and gave inspirational speeches on accident. He also inspired songs. Imagine that. It's easy if you try. But who is he? Is he anything other than his actions? Some see Forrest as the embodiment of what it means to be American. Brave, loyal, honest. Others think he's a hollow man, self-congratulatory in his blissful ignorance, warmly embraced as the embodiment of absolutely nothing. Others think Kevin Bacon is the only hollow man. <laughs> is he emblematic of the American dream? A common man who brushes up against history despite his lowly background? Or is his story uh, one of deep satire, stumbling his way into greatness through luck and persistence? Is his wandering throughout the historical events meant to represent our wandering attention spans when watching the movie? These are the questions the Best Picture Boys, Mark Watlington, Cody Lunsford, and Chad Oliver will be this is tackling this week as they... I, I'm trying to do a serial thing. I'll just okay. start over. Oh, just, uh, who no. Was oh, no, no, just no? finish it, please. Okay, I'll just finish, just it. The just last finish it. Just the last paragraph, dude. <laughs> These are the questions the Best Pictures Boys will be tackling this week as they discuss the Academy Awards Best Picture of 1994, Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... I'm Mark, but people back home call me Bubba, like one of them country boys. And I'm Chad Oliver. People call me Chad Oliver. Great. <laughs> um, this is the podcast of Best Pictures. Our goal is to find the best movie for every single year we've been alive. I've already said that, but the way it works is we each pick our favorite movie for every single year. Um, and then we talk about the Academy pick for that year, and then we talk what won the Razzie. We've already told you our picks for 94. Now it is time to delve into what the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences have decided to declare their favorite movie of 94. So, um, you know, these are always special episodes. They say Um, the Academy is like a box of chocolates because you never know what kind of movie you're going to get. Sometimes it's going to be a hit. That's true. Sometimes it's going to be a week like this. Great Scott! What year is it? Whoa, whoa. Uh, I think we have um, the Academy's representative uh, just (sighs) flew in with a a fiery storm. Uh... Uh, what is your name, good sir? Oh, you know my name. Doc Brown, what year is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's 94, Doc Brown. What yeah. is this? Uh, wh- I, what, I what think y- that's a microphone, I think, is what you're referring to. It's an audio medium, so we're not sure. Did you just run over our co-host, Mark, with your uh, DeLorean there? Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, is he okay? Yes. Oh, uh, he seems fine. Oh. Yeah, he, he's fine. He's fine. Wait, where, oh, where are you oh, coming from? My friends at the Academy sent me over here. 
Okay, oh. why? Well, my friend Robert Zemeckis heard about your podcast. Oh, oh, Fuck. I see. Robert Zemeckis <laughs> directed is. Back to the Future. That's what the tie-in is. Okay, okay, got Yeah, it, got that's it. what the tie-in yes, is. Okay, he heard okay. he, I'm bored, I'm bored. You were talking about his uh, fourth best movie of all time. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, behind which behind ones? Behind the, the trilogy, I'm assuming. Yes, of course, okay. my trilogy. Okay. Yours, yeah, has okay. he seen Actually, a... no, it's the, the, his, his top two were one and two, and his third uh. is Beowulf. In my opinion, <laughs> and then fair enough. And fair then fourth, enough. fourth would be uh, this fourth is Forrest Gump, yes. and then fifth would be Back to the Future Part Three. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, or fourth is Flight, and then fifth oh, is Allied. No, right, no, I'm thinking. Uh, and sorry, sixth fourth is, is a Christmas Back to the Carol. Express. Back to the Future fifth Part is Allied. Three. Sixth is, sixth is Forrest Gump. Not a good movie. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, have you seen the movie Forrest Gump, Doc? Um, no, we don't have it in 1988 where I'm from. Oh, you're from 88. So you're not future <laughs> You're from Doc 85, Brown, you're... Doc Brown. You're from 85. 85. Oh, yes, 88 miles per hour. <laughs> yes. uh, I always get yes. those confused. <laughs> yes. The year and the speed that it takes for your time machine to work, you get those confused often. Far too often I go 88 miles per hour and stay in the Got same it. year. Got it. So you've never seen the film Forrest Gump? Nope. Uh-uh. And yet, My friend Robert sent me here, though. You are the... You are the member of the academy that that voted on Forrest Gump for the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, anything Absolutely. for Robbie. <laughs> anything Robbie for Robbie Z. That's what I call him. <laughs> so the explanation for Forrest Gump winning the Academy Award for Best Picture is uh, the Academy hired Robert Zemeckis's Yes Men to travel through time and uh, nominate it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, can you? Is, well, is Mark okay? Like he's sitting under your DeLorean there, and really. Starting to wonder. I might. Uh, I. Nah, I should check that out. Yeah, well, you like yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Splash some I can water take it in the and heal him up and take him back. It'll be fine. Okay. Why don't okay. You, why what don't do you guys do? The Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, well, um, we'll, well, we'll talk about it in a bit. We usually talk about movies we've seen um, in uh, 2018. Now. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Back to the Future? That was 2017. My bad. Oh. No, nope. two is 2017. 20, 2015 uh, okay, sure. was uh, what the year he traveled to, but good try. <laughs> yep, yep. Ooh, you know what? I should go. <laughs> yeah, please doc. go. We need um, to. We we need to ask Mark. No, here, Doc Brown. Look, I like having special guests on these episodes. Of course, it really so gives I. us some insights. Um, hey, will you tell us? Um, you know, you, you've been to the future. Does our podcast ever do okay? Absolutely not. Well, off I go. Well, oh. <laughs> that seems humbrant. Um, so, so Sorry, Doc guys, Brown, that was the weirdest thing. I just got hit by a car uh-huh. and then taken to the future and healed and then brought back here. <laughs> that wow. well, it was pretty quick on our end. Yeah, we didn't have to stop recording. Blink of an eye. So. Yeah, it took twenty yeah. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty well, years. Twenty years older now. What did you see, Mark? Wow. I don't remember. Okay. It, it's pretty depressing that you're 43 and you're still on a podcast with two boys talking about movies. I'm not happy about it either. Did you watch any <laughs> well, good like, movies in the next 20 years? How is Infinity War? Th- um, Infinity War is, uh, it's all right. They mm. all die. Aww. What? <laughs> you I'm bitch. sorry. No, sorry. One of them lives. Thanos lives. Aw. What? what? Did Avengers it. lose Infinity War? Yeah, it's real. It's they a real bummer. lose the war. Man, did not Mark- see that coming. Can you confirm that we still will be doing best pictures in twenty years? Absolutely, no one listens. Still, <laughs> yep, three listens. Still every, week. Three listens shout, every week. Shout, uh, <laughs> us three. <laughs> yes, no, we have some good listeners. No, I we have enjoy... like five or six because I also downloaded on the Apple Podcast app. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, we right, all we all have Stitcher, Google Play, uh-huh, Apple Podcast. Uh-huh. We download it to get those listens up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, but in twenty um, in twenty eighteen, people are still listening. Potential advertisers advertisers uh you could have nine listens 
Yeah, it's pretty wanna, good. If you want to give us some I feel money, like us doing this bit is shitting on our audience. We love our audience. No, <laughs> we don't love our audience. We love our fans. Um, that's a callback to a podcast <laughs> we audience. did that nobody listened to. <laughs> Truly um, no one. A you previous podcast. You got like nine listens literally uh, on that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, what is this about? <laughs> uh, Mark, have you seen any movies recently oh. in 2018? I don't want to hear about the future. Don't spoil anything else. Um... I have seen one movie in 2018. Well, in theaters in 2018, I saw Molly's Game. Oh, how and, was it? Um, yeah, um, it was good. I've also seen it. It was good. Um, Chad, have you seen it? N- no, uh, I've I've not. I'm I'm assuming there's some uh, cutting dialogue. It, it's uh, yes. it's my favorite movie of this awards season that features a Winter Olympian that didn't win. <laughs> Because he hasn't seen I, Tanya yet. Yeah. Um, it um it does a pretty cool Sorkin thing where Sorkin loves dialogue so much, so he just fucking adds a narrator and oh, no. she talks the whole time. Um, oh, that actually doesn't sound very good. My my least favorite episodes of Sorkin TV shows are where there's a narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, there's a narrator in this movie. Although to be fair, I don't know if I could have followed a lot of what was going on without the narrator. Did did you Maybe guys not. see that ad that always came on YouTube for Aaron Sorkin's masterclass on screenwriting? Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it always it started with uh, he'd say, "Damn it! How could this have happened?" And then he goes on to say, "No sentence ever spoken by an actual human has ever started with the word damn it.' It's unnatural dialogue, yada yada." He's teaching you about screenwriting. Um, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't think it's true either. And uh, I had this <laughs> bit going on with a, a friend from my last job at uh, uh, on a show. And every time we would see each other, we would say, damn it, damn it. And uh, that was just how we greeted <laughs> each other to just prove Aaron Sorkin I, wrong um, every day. I definitely speak like that, though. Yeah. Like, I definitely I, I do I've curse said, word, think, begin sentence. I'm pretty sure I said, damn it, how could this have happened, like, literally today? Uh, I like how... Yeah, probably. I like how Aaron Sorkin thinks that that doesn't happen, but he thinks that in every conversation, I answer a question that was asked at the beginning of the conversation at the end of the conversation. <laughs> so right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, gonna, it's like, good. I think it's words good. and like go on yeah. oh, yeah. tangents along the way. Yeah. Every I conversation. Think it's good. Every, go ahead, Cody. That's not worth saying. <laughs> Cool. Um, I, I I think it's I think it's a good movie. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain's very good in it. Idris Elba. It has some pretty awesome, random show up for ten minutes actors in it that do very well. Um, I really like Michael Sarah in it too. I didn't even know he was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Michael Sarah's good in it. Joe Keery from Stranger Things is good yeah. in it. Um, oh, the guy who was in Bridesmaids, the Irish dude who was in yeah. IT Crowd. Um, Why can't Martin? I think of his name? Chris O'Dowd. Chris. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Did you just say Chris Martin? Nope. I, I thought Martin was the first name, but okay. he wasn't. <laughs> because Chris Martin is I from really Coldplay. like Chris O'Dowd. He's in the IT crowd, which is like one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. I haven't got around to watching it He's yet. in uh, Get Shorty, uh, an MGM TV show. Yes. I remember uh, hearing about that show when it first came out. Um, but I don't know. I, Apparently it's great. I haven't watched it. I... I think Molly's game is worth watching. It's not mind blowing by any stretch of the imagination, I don't think, but it's, it's, it's like, pretty good. It's got a lot of poker scenes, and I mean, I love any movie that involves a casino, and I love any mm-hmm. movie written by Aaron Sorkin. So, like, mm-hmm. ugh, it's it's got me. It's good. Cool. It's yeah. There there's some inspirational speeches and stuff. Some good moments. I don't know. It works for the most part. Chad. Yeah. Seen any movies recently? 
Uh, yeah, I saw this movie called The Greatest Show. This is Man, the, greatest the Greatest Podcast. Show. Podcast. Um, Sorry, Mark. Should have let followed me your bit. Take you to the other side. Uh, and okay, you know, I like that song. Oh, it's such a good song. <laughs> this exactly movie, The Greatest Showman, uh, had some jams, had some bops. Um, mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. some. It also has the worst non-opera song I've ever heard. Yeah, this opera singer. <laughs> they claim a song is Oprah. <laughs> no, not Oprah. Opera. No, Oprah gave <laughs> the very touching speech at the Golden Globes uh, recently. Ninety years ago, by the time people listen to this, two weeks, one week. One week. <laughs> one week. One week, one, one week. Um, one week since they listened to us. Actually, people might be listening <laughs> to this in 20 years. We don't know. We can't control what happens. Yeah, exactly. Our podcast Nobody actually, is it, eternal. Uh, Mark, you might have some insight to that. Are people listening Nobody to this? Nobody goes to the back catalog. Uh, Absolutely nobody. Uh, Do we ever yeah, get like a Patreon yeah. going with like some bonus content? Oh, bad news about Patreon. They oh. steal all of their money. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry. I allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly no, in the future. In the future that I was ass. taken to, um, Patreon decides to take all of the money that is donated to them for themselves. So we got to go back to the future and steal the um, the sports almanac so that we can control Patreon. What is back to the future? Um, anyway, <laughs> Chad, so finish wait, greatest wait, show. I, I do want to hear more about this. Did Mark, Mark, did you travel I to a future not. where Back to the Future didn't happen? And if so, how's that possible if Doc Brown took you there? Well, oh, Doc you're Brown existing a real... in a reality of Back to the Future, so the movie's never right. Existed. Where it's not a film, it. it's sense. real life. It's just reality. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Really glad I didn't have to explain that one to you. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so I, self-evident. I I like time travel. Uh, narrative, so I can I know, which is why he likes X-Men Days of Future Past, even though it's a pretty bad hey, movie. Hey, speaking of Hugh Jackman, Greatest Showman. I really liked it. Yeah, uh, there we go. Some good jams, and um, it's b- not a good movie, uh, but I really <laughs> liked it. Um, it has, like, a, a bad plot. Yes. Pretty yep. bad characterizations. Yes. Yep. It, um, it ignores the minstrel shows that... Um, what? <laughs> yes, fantastic choreography. Yeah. Part of P.T. Barnum's personal history is sewing a baby to a fish and telling people it's a mermaid. Well, um, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. Not addressed. Nope. That sounds like Jake the greatest <laughs> show um, I've ever um, seen. There's also some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in my home. The life. lions are bad. The um, lions are bad. The elephants the, are also bad. The elephants are fun, though. Characters will disappear in between scenes because we think they get CGI'd. Like, it's, it's a weird movie, but it is lots of fun. This is. is uh this is me is a good song on it. <laughs> um I, I went into this I went into that movie thinking like I just want to see Zac Efron sing, not knowing that I wanted to see Zac Efron and Zendaya on of like a twirling rope singing mm-hmm. in love duet. That's, I love that's that scene. All it, I wanted in my heart. Also it just reminded me of Spider Man and seeing Zendaya falling in love with a swinging boy, um swinging on ropes. <laughs> It just sure. seemed right. Sure. It did sure. seem right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's The Greatest Show. Um, hey, Cody. With their parents. What film do you want to talk about that you saw uh, in theaters? Well, I literally left the theater and came here to record it, but, uh, record this podcast. Like, I just came from the theater from seeing Darkest Hour. It's weird that it's not called The Darkest Hour. Right? It's because there's another movie called The Darkest Hour. I think it's weird that it's, it's weird. not called The Darkest Two Hours because the movie's 
two hours. I stole Mark <laughs> Wallington's joke. I stole. <laughs> yeah, it. Mark made that joke thirty minutes oh, ago. Oh, Chad, Chad that's so it. funny. I. It's the that's funniest wow. thing I've said all day because you were. You're the funniest. Um, hey, hey, you're the funniest on the podcast. I hope you know that. Thanks, man. People say that in the future as well. Do they? <laughs> of the people that listen, that's what they say. Um. So, uh, darkest hour. It's Winston Churchill. It's as World War Two is in full force, and he, I don't know, does Winston Churchill stuff. He says sassy shit. He smokes cigars. Um, it's part of the Dunkirk extended cinematic universe because um, it's focused on Dunkirk. Like, Dunkirk mm-hmm. is happening. Wait, oh, really? Darkest Interesting. Hour. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's it's straight it's, up like it, a prequel to Dunkirk. And it ends, the speech it's a prequel at the end sequel. of Dunkirk is also at the end of Darkest Hour. We yes. s- someone should intercut the... Uh, the movies so oh, that they happen. I am sure it will happen. Oh, Dunkirk yeah, is because Dunkirk needs more intercutting. <laughs> True. <laughs> so um, the Churchill but, timeline, like, yeah, <laughs> like one um, year or whatever it is that like, one takes one takes one week, one takes one day, and one takes one hour, and one takes one decade. <laughs> how how much time is um, covered in the Churchill movie? It's like a month. Okay. Yeah, just a month. Cool. Um, so they could do it. <laughs> it actually, like works it, well. that is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Um, Dunkirk is uh, the better movie, significantly. <laughs> Way um, better. But Darkest Hours, ha- Darkest Hour has its charms. Um, it, uh, I mean, so Kenneth Branagh like likes to talk about like hammy acting has its place. Like we talked about this, I think, when we talked about Murder on the Orient Express. Like he was like, when it's time for hammy performances ham it up and i would say gary oldman gives a good performance but it is a hammy ass performance but But like it's very good his performance is the saving grace of that movie i think so i love lily james every time she pops up even though she doesn't like really ever do her character has like zero depth Uh, she has a brother (laughs) that it's basically all that they give her yeah yeah it's not great um one time she cries and it makes winston churchill a little bit uncomfortable Right, Ben Mendelsohn is in it um, as the king. Like there, there, there's good other actors who show up. I actually like the dynamic between the king and Winston Churchill. I think that might be my favorite part of the movie. Um, it's another like behind closed doors politicking movie, and I just watched Lincoln recently, so I've just kind of been in the mode for that. See, um, it, it wasn't political. Like, it, there wasn't enough politicking for me. It was mostly like people being like, "Ah, oh, fuck Churchill," and him being like, "Uh, actually, don't fuck Churchill." And but like, there's never like backroom deals Churchill. being made. I'll fuck. Churchill. I, I think that's a. I, I I think that's fair. I think that's fair, Mark. Um. <coughs> But it's fine. I don't. I don't think it falls into like um, early on in the Oscar season. It was getting attention, and people were like, "Oh, this will get nominated for Best Picture." I don't think we exist in that world anymore. But I think um, well, we exist in the world where Oldman wins the uh, Golden Globe. That's right. Oldman's that's good. what I'm saying. Gary Oldman yeah. will still get all the attention, but the movie itself won't necessarily. It. It'll be one of those. Just like Three Billboards, right? Because the performances were good in that, but the movie wasn't great. So it'll never win the Golden Globe for Best Picture, right? I I explicitly told you guys I don't want to talk about this because it makes me so upset because it's a bad movie. It's fine, um, but let's move on. It's fine, but it's um, not winning like five Golden Globes. Fine. No. It's not going to be nominated for a best picky. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, that's and, up to me and Mark. So, well, Chad, I know your opinion on it. You. 
We haven't explained the rules yet. Let's not get too into this. <laughs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> we'll do it on our actual episode. Yeah. Do you guys want to... I mean, here's the thing. This happens to us a lot where we don't want to talk about the movie that won the Academy I'm, I'm fine talking about it. I think we'll have a good time talking about it. Don't want to yeah, watch it I again just, right now? No. But let's talk let's about it for sure. Let's open up this box of chocolates. Let's open and up this box what do you, of chocolates. Hey, what do you think we'll get, Mark? Uh, you never know, honestly. Oh, cool. You never know. Let, let's... So, so the, the box of chocolates opens up, and the first thing you see is a text from me that I sent you guys during the middle of this movie where I asked... <laughs> Do I have to finish watching this movie? I had because to work very hard to convince Cody to watch this critically esteemed movie. Forrest literally opened up the box. It's the first scene of the movie, and you're already wanting to stop. Well, no, I got about an hour in, oh, okay. but I was like, this is enough. Uh, we'll get to it, but I, I want to establish this up front. This m- movie jumps around like a cricket in a forest. Um, hey, is that why they saw a forest? Yeah, maybe. This movie is also like a box of chocolates in that there's a lot of stuff in it. And like the more you read about what it is, the less you want any of it. Basically. Can we start with the box of chocolates quote? Because the box literally gives you a map of what you're going to get. Right? Right. (laughs) Uh, It does now. I don't know if it always has. That's true. Um, I can go back to to the past and find out. (laughs) Okay, Well, let's not do another Um, uh, Doc Brown bit until the end when we... Bring him back <laughs> until in. he well, has well, to come but vote. You, besides the point. Um. So, so, so the movie starts out. It's 1981. Um. Uh, back to the Future is not in theaters yet. Um. Forrest Gump. He's sitting on a bench. He's waiting on a bus, and he's telling strangers who clearly don't care. This is the character I most identified most with in the movie. There's a lady who mm-hmm. he starts telling his story to. She ignores him and then leaves. Um, I liked her the most. I also um, but he, he, I, I find it important because he talks about the origin of his name in this part, that he was named after a general who like was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And he's telling this to like one of the only like three black characters in the movie. I think that that's... But, but that's a that's a joke. Chad, it's a funny oh, that's joke, how jokes, right? That's how jokes function. It's just like, hey, is that is the intent. That is the intent of that scene to be like, look at Forrest. He's clueless. He's telling a black lady about, but th- like, his that's grandfather. That's being what in the I KKK. was like. It's meant wondering to be a, is if it was meant to joke. be a joke because we never get like a look from the woman like looking at him like, what did you just say or say what or what? Uh, yeah, you you know who you're talking to. There's never that like comedy beat. It's just like. You're seeing, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah, maybe it's a, it's a bad joke. Also, it's told bad. <laughs> yeah, regardless, it's a bad joke. But you're right. Maybe it, the only way I can make sense of it is if it's a joke. But if it's right. not even that, then I don't understand what the choice See, was there. There is a take of this movie where no, Forrest Gump is like. A satire of the idea of, like, the American dream of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps where it's, like, you only get anywhere by being dumb and always saying yes and looking your way around. Mm -hmm. And part of me, when I first – when, like, that line happened, I was, like, oh, I was, like, excited about watching the movie with this, like, take in mind. And -hmm. I was, like, oh, interesting. He, like – he – his name comes from, like, a bad place. Mm Mm-hmm. And like maybe 
it's possible that like this is like maybe subverting your expectations of what this good person but there's like nothing to it right yeah that's the thing i've also seen that take where it's like you know it's actually a satire like it you it shows you you have to be dumb and stupid and just go along with things and then you'll be successful even if you watch it without read it still sucks <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't change the quality of the movie also satire should tell you they're satires like to some yes, extent. at the beginning, at the beginning, it, it should all the actors should stop. They should turn to the camera and they should say, "What you are about to see is satire," and then they just go into it. That would be perfect. No, but I mean, like, like American Vandal is never like this is a fictional television show, but like they talk about dicks enough that you get it. Like you're like this, <laughs> this is fake, right? They're talking about dicks so yeah. much. I think but right. like, no, like, this, this is, is what, this is never over the top enough to be a this, satire. This touches on what I talked about in my Letterboxd review of this movie, Cody, which you like disagreed with a lot. But I think this movie would have been more successful if they had leaned into the idiocy and it was literally Dougie Jones from season three of Twin Peaks, just like completely no brain, just stumbling through life. Um, not even like a person, just like fully lean into the satire if that's what you're going for. Yeah, but I saw fucking 90 episodes of Dougie Jones in Twin Peaks but season you didn't 3 see and that's him more like than enough. Fighting the Vietnam War or <laughs> I don't all care. This I don't care. Twin Peaks season 3 is bad. I know there's going to be people it's on the Facebook bad. group who get very, very mad at me. The ending it's bad. the ending is frustrating. It's very it's a very good season of television. It's got good moments. It's actively bad for a lot of it. The the last um, episode is frustrating. The Name so one fun. well-written female character also. Speaking of like, well-written female characters. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Um, well, anyway. Jenny, the first time I heard that voice was the most beautiful I, noise I, I, I'd ever heard. I don't have a lot of requests in life, okay? Yeah. But I did have three requests for this episode, and oh, it okay. was, let's not talk about three billboards. Oh, Let's sorry. not bring up Twin Peaks again. Oh. It's no one... For the love of God, do a Forrest Gump voice, and all three of those have been broken. And By we well, I'm sorry. Twin Peaks season three is much better than Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's actually I, I will, a, that's a pretty uh, yeah, good Forrest Gump as well. Correct. Um, I will give you that. I still don't like it. Um, we don't need to be, watch people sweep for ten minutes. Um, but I, it was a beautiful scene. Why? Okay. What? It just—it was. I was like leaning in. I was just like I was enjoying watching that that happen. But you get mad at a scene where people like slurp down a milkshake. Like, how is it any different? How is it slurp any down. different than pointlessly you okay, antagonizing? You haven't, you haven't seen the milkshake scene that I'm talking about. I haven't, Chad. But you can't tell me that scene's good because it's nothing. Hey, is it's it cool nothing. if I like run to the bathroom real quick? Like 10, yeah. 15 minutes of this conversation, we'll see you later. and I'll come back. Get Doc Brown. Uh, yeah, get Doc Brown to come in. Well, to the, uh, let's talk about Forrest Gump. I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as you guys I, say, but it's not good. It's not good. I think I think that this movie has some pieces to it that are watchable, right? But it just mm-hmm. doesn't hold together very well. Like, there's no, no real structure to the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a greatest hits album of moments of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Twin Peaks, but about David Lynch's career. Um, anyway, wait, can you wait, stop talking wait, about Twin Peaks? Yeah, I haven't seen a fucking up. second yeah. of it. So, well, hold on. I want the record to stay before people get mad at me. I'm absolutely adore and in love with Twin Peaks season one and two. I think they're great. I just think season, season two. Bad. Yikes! 
I love all of it. Season three is bad. Anyway, so there's a feather that floats down. We haven't even really got to the yeah, whole feather haven't. thing. There's a feather that floats down at the beginning, and the minute I saw it, I was like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. Nope, yeah. don't want what this is. Yeah, uh-uh. the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, a feather floating in the wind. What a metaphor. Yeah, do you think it's... Oh, oh this, is, oh, this is... Oh, oh, do you think it's supposed to represent the way Forrest Gump just floats through life? That's deep. That's so good. You know what? I take it I back. This it. movie is golden, and it's the best. No, movie it's ever. not. <laughs> nope. But the so, fact that so. the fact that you figure out that metaphor before the feather lands on the ground is frustrating. <laughs> right. It takes so long. Like it the fun thing about so metaphors long. is being like, oh, interesting. What could this represent? And then, like at the yeah. end of the movie, you're like, oh, the ducks were his penis. Sopranos <laughs> reference. Right. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it, movies don't tend to work when the metaphors like hit you over the head a thousand times. I'm yeah. looking at you, mother. Um. Not my literal mother. The motion picture mother. <laughs> Does your mother listen um, to the podcast? Absolutely not. Um. Hey, did you guys know Mother was about the Bible? Um, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Mother. <laughs> Well, you'll know in the first three minutes. Anyway, so we flash back to when Forrest was a little... I just have lots of hot takes this episode. Chad I, I had can some, tell. <laughs> Chad had some crazy hot takes last episode, and uh, he so got roasted. Forrest and I just wanted to take some Forrest has got on his legs. <laughs> yeah, he's got braces on his legs. Yeah. His, his, yeah, yeah. his spine was built, was, was made, like when he was born, his spine was like twisted, and somehow his, mm-hmm. fixing his legs will fix that. Yeah, so so they're, so they're trying to straighten his back. His mom helps him uh, to get into a normal school because he has a below average IQ. Um, she gets him into school by sleeping with the principal. Um, then right. he meets a girl. Yeah, right. it's weird. That's weird. It's just right? a weird scene, and then it just ends. Um, like, go ahead. Mark. What is that trying to say? The, I it was. Know. I mean, I think the the line that the principal has walking out of the house is everything mm. it's supposed to say is just like that woman sure cares about your education. Woo! It's really gross. And then Forrest yeah, goes, I hate it. Like, what is it? What is what noise does he make? Oh, he imitates the moaning he was doing. Yeah, but I yeah. I can't remember how it sounds. I'd like to hear your well. No, nope, I don't think we need to hear it. Um, I'll, so I'll just insert he- the sound. Here. No, please don't. Please don't. I'm begging you not to. Um, so he meets a girl named Jenny on the bus. He also meets Elvis, teaches Elvis how to dance. Great, fun, sure. awesome. Because his mom is running like an Airbnb in his house. Basically. Or maybe oh, just a regular so B&B. Now that I, think I about it. never really... <laughs> so I never really thought about this until this viewing of it, but the mother that we see at the beginning of this movie... Mother we share... I'm sorry? What? What, no, what the did you say? We share? Is the Cody, song, the please keep singing. It's really taking me to church. <laughs> Churches. Churches. It's a V. Churches. Uh, okay. Churches. <laughs> so the mother you see at the beginning. The mother we see at the beginning of this movie behaves mm-hmm. nothing like the mother we see uh, in the like latter two-thirds of this movie. Well, time has passed. Time it's has all Sally Field, though, right? It's all Sally Field. Yeah, dude. But she just behaves differently. It's almost like uh, she was written poorly. Oh, almost like that. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question. So Sally Field plays his mom. That uh-huh. means Spider-Man's his cousin? Yes. Whoa. Wait. Because Forrest Gump just has <laughs> yeah. to be like attached to everything. <laughs> he, has he has to, to be like, involved in everything. have a hand in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> 
And it also, also probably like War. tripped and fell in Oscorp, and the spider right. fell on hit on. Fuck this. It also means Lincoln's his dad. I think. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Forrest discovers he's actually good at running um, because bullies chase him and his braces fall off. And then Cody says that quote. Do you think that, that literally it, everyone who ever said to you said to you in grade school because it's hilarious. Run, Forrest, run! Cody, I want to hear what Chad has to say. Cody, Cody, what do you think that that's what Abraham Lincoln meant when he said Forrest score in seven years <laughs> ago? <laughs> uh, that's what do Bear Bryant says later when uh <laughs> when uh Forrest Gump plays football for him. And he's yeah, he plays. Forrest scores a touchdown seven years later. <laughs> so yeah, he 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 he, uh, oh he, he plays fo- he plays football at the University of Alabama. He meets JFK because of this because he's on the All American team. He's very fast at running. Um, I mean, like, there's so much that happens. We're just gonna have to blaze through a yeah, lot of this. The he audience goes has to the- tell him to stop because he doesn't know to stop. If it like yep. if it sounds like Cody's just reading a bullet points of things that happened in this movie, this movie is That's just a bullet point <laughs> a bullet point list of things that happened in the seventies. Yeah, like, exactly. Alabama's good yeah. at football. JFK's president. I'm sorry, it's the sixties, I guess. Yeah, Vietnam yeah. happens. So right. yeah, he graduates Anti-war college movement. and just immediately goes to Army. The war. He goes to Army. Army. Yeah, he, he goes, goes to, to Army. Like a uh, development. Army has half a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Army's having a half day. <laughs> so so he goes to army um he's shipped to vietnam and he becomes friends with this guy named bubba um, bubba loves Lute- to shrimp yep he comes from a shrimping family um he also meets lieutenant dan who is who uh gary, gary sinise. sinise um bubba is killed in action and lieutenant dan loses both of his legs force gets shot in the butt and he's awarded for his bravery he shows his ass mm-hmm. to johnson uh, Nixon? Yeah. Johnson. No, 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 no. Nixon is lighter. It's Johnson. Yeah. Um, he shows his ass to Johnson. He shows his Johnson to Nixon. He shows his butt to right, Johnson. Right, right. Um, so while recovering, Forrest discovers he has mad ping pong skills. So he becomes like a part oh, of like um, ping pong diplomacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he wins the medal of like he wins the medal of honor for uh, saving um, all the people saving his whole platoon or whatever. Except for Bubba because he wasn't fast enough. Um, I guess you can't save your own, like the one you had one job for us. Yeah, he's your best mm-hmm. friend. But people kept like being injured, so he kept picking them up. Uh, he wins the medal of honor for that. And my great uncle Steve plays the reporter who uh, is on TV. Um, announcing that Forrest Gump has won a Medal of Honor. He's on screen That's for cool. like he's on screen for like two seconds and I just wanted to give him a shout out. Uh he doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think he knows what a podcast is. Um <laughs> he's pretty old. But <laughs> tell him right. tell him it's like being a reporter but just sound. <laughs> um tell him it like it's being a reporter for the radio but with sin words. Um right. Oh we get to say sin words. <laughs> like guys, so, guys, guys. Ass <laughs> Great. Um, so Johnson. Uh, <laughs> so Forrest. To see Johnson. 
Guys, there's so f- much in this pod in this movie. <laughs> We've and there's to gonna move. be so much in this podcast. I'm just we're gonna. It's I gonna happen. don't want this to be a long podcast. We need to talk about all the award shit also. Um, so Force discovers he has mad ping pong skills. He does some shit with that. Um, he meets up with Ginny at various points during this time frame as she's living a hippie lifestyle, and she he at one performs point. In- at- at one point in college, sees her having sex with someone and then punches the dude because he thinks he's hurting her. And then but, she makes yeah. him touch her boobies and then he comes. While while yep. the roommate is in her bed mm-hmm. just quietly listening. What right. is this movie? <laughs> yep, who knows? Um, she performs naked at this club under the pseudonym Bobby Dylan. She's like naked, but she holds a guitar so it covers everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played by... Um, Robin Wright. Robin Wright um, as an adult. So that's who is playing her here. I like Robin Wright. Also, Tom Doesn't Hanks get to plays do a Forrest lot Gump. We movie. should mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Hanks plays Forrest Gump, if you guys don't know. He's really um, good in the role, by the way. Yeah, he's he's good. He does an accent that literally no one has ever had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, but so does so Jenny. that's a weird choice. I didn't but. realize it until this viewing, but Robin Wright gives this really weird, like, almost like northern but uh, somehow still southern accent like she'll she'll go up yeah but then she'll also it's like a really it's weird it doesn't sound like a person the accents are bad in this movie so bad bad. zemeckis never went i feel like zemeckis never went to alabama but he had an idea of what they sounded like and he directed them into this like nonsense sound that no one's ever made I wish that was true, but they filmed in Alabama. No, they um, mostly filmed in South Carolina. Oh, well, there's you parts that they filmed here because the house is here. Yeah. Um, somewhere. Um, I'll go find it. Oh, there it is. I found it. Um, so Forrest gets money by endorsing a ping pong uh, company, and he uses the money to start a shrimping company because that's what him and Bubba talked about while in Vietnam. Also, um, and we Lieutenant skipped over Dan the whole him. ping pong thing. He's the first American to go to China so he can play ping pong against China because apparently yeah. all that China does is play ping pong. Yeah, I thought it was Olympics the first time I watched this, but now I realize like it's not Olympics. He's just going to play ping pong. Wait, yes. is that not Olympics? Strange. It's just he's just going no. to China. No, because he goes to pong? China. Yeah. I don't really know. The Olympics weren't in China. He just went to China to play ping pong. Oh. There's literally a, a billion more things. Um, so through some lucky circumstances when they're shrimping, um, they become hyper profitable because all the other boats like a hurricane destroys literally every boat we, except Lieutenant Dan drives their mm-hmm. boat good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we don't see so all the we don't see all the lives that were destroyed by this tragedy. We we only see Forrest. Uh, succeeding yep. off of like other people's um, misery and probably poverty and uh, possibly death. I A lot of people probably really lose their American homes. Hero. Um, but Forrest yep. got to sell shrimpies, so yay. so Forrest Forrest invests the money and shit like Apple and stuff like that, yeah. and so now he's rich. So they no longer have to deal with that part of the plot. Moving on, <laughs> like that's basically what it feels like. Is they're like, well, we're done with the poor stuff gotta move on but then um, he gets to go uh with the apple money he gives some of it to bubba's family and then they uh, mm-hmm. are rich mm-hmm. now and then she and he gives money to church to feed her it's weird yep. that's a um, weird that's a weird scene and I, I don't i don't i don't know if i like it <laughs> what chad 
the scene where the, where Bubba's mother like hires a white woman to like be her servant, it, it just feels weird <laughs> to me. Why? Because white people aren't supposed to be doing that. Yeah, Chad. No, it's just like. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. It's just no, like she had all this weird. She had all this like pent up like aggression, naturally, rightfully, but then uh-huh. she just like does the same thing to a white woman i think it's the movie being bad at it again yeah it's the movie being bad yeah i'm probably gonna like, cut this out of the podcast because i feel like i'm coming across a little no, dispensary it, it's an it's an interesting point that like the 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 whole thing is like she's always been like a cook for a, a right. white person who's paid her mm-hmm. barely enough and now right. she's turning the table because she's in charge now but also yeah. like have like calm down it's another movie. It's another part where the movie thinks it's being super clever and it's doing like the most obvious kind of like borderline mm-hmm. dumb thing. I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that it it, could, like I was offended as a white person seeing the scene. Right, it's right, 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 right. This right. is this just feels stupid and like out well, of character it's, for it's the woman that was presented to me before. Like I would think she yeah, would it's be because like, it's an I was miserable there. I wouldn't want to do that to someone else. And then she does right. that to someone else. It just feels it, it's because it's it's because it's presented as an aside. Like nobody really gets any time spent on them other than four. So it, we're just see, seeing these two second things, and we're like, oh, cool, okay. But, you know, like I think that's why it doesn't work because there's no right. actual moment of like. But you even, don't get anything out of it. Even with Forrest, ever like the movie sticks with Forrest, but everything he does is like he does this, then he does this, then he does this. It's never like he does this and that affects him in this way. I, I think that's right. I think that's one of my big problems with this movie is like we don't get any value out of Damn. everything because everything is just being thrown at us. Nothing and affects to... Forrest at all. Yeah. Like he doesn't like, care about anything, I guess, except Jenny. Like just things are just happening. Why are we supposed to care about anything except Jenny? Except we don't care about Jenny because we don't she's care about poorly her. written. Yeah, the, like there's so based on that, there's an argument to be made that like it doesn't affect Forrest, and we're looking through Forrest's eyes. So like we see like he sees it, which is just like mm. a th- string of things that happen to him. Right, but that's not a fun not a good movie. To watch. Like yeah. so here's. We we hear the narrator for most of the movie, like the last ha- part, like the last 10, 15 minutes of it is not narrated by Forrest anymore because we've like caught up to it. It's, yeah. But like, well, let's w- Forrest is narrating the whole movie. And mm-hmm. early on in the movie, uh, he talks about uh, Jenny's father and he describes this man as like he was always loving on them and kissing them. He was a really sweet, loving man. And then we see him like is abusing Jenny obviously but like uh but through forest size he didn't really understand what was happening but then we as an audience are still seeing the gross stuff that's happening i mean so that's where it like doesn't work for me is like we're not we're not seeing it through forest size so well, the oversimplification doesn't work because we are seeing like reality as well does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm. I think yeah, no, it does. Yeah. It I does. mean, this the same thing happens when the principal has sex with his mom. It's like yeah. we don't see that happen, but we mm-hmm. we get all the pieces that we as like able-minded people can put together. Right. But Forrest can't necessarily put those pieces together because he doesn't have the context that we have as adults with like fully functional. 
And I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's like less information for the audience or if it's just like, don't tell this story. No, uh, the answer don't is don't do tell it 50 things. eyes. What? Yeah, I mean that. Like, don't have him be the narrator. Yeah. Um, or don't fucking put everything ever in it. Yeah. Like, so it, too much stuff. Too much shit. So he's um, he's got all this money. Jenny comes back to uh, sleep with him one night, and then she leaves. Basically, she, no, no, no. Like, no they live together like, for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They live together right. for a while at this point. Forrest proposes to her, then Jenny runs off, but yeah. they bang first. Yeah. Um. Then Forrest gets really upset, and he runs across the country so, back and forth. One, back one and thing forth that happens years. during the Jenny thing that really pissed me off was Forrest like, is looking out his window, and he sees Jenny walking across the yard, but then she vanishes because it was his imagination. The next scene is Jenny walking up to him across the yard, <laughs> Like, you can't do the fake out if you're just going to do the real thing in the next scene. Like, it two just, seconds later. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Ugh. Anyway, so then... I also, poorly, so poorly made. Another thing about that Ginny at home section that is obnoxious to me is, like... there's So, Ginny goes back to visit the home that she was raised in. And she, like, is, like, screaming at it and throws some rocks at mm. it. And it's, like like genuinely like a touching thing where like Jenny has lived this life that's so hard and she's like screaming mm. at the the root of all of her pain right. and then Forrest mm. goes guess sometimes there aren't enough rocks just sort of undercutting the like yeah the real like, raw like performance Robin Wright was giving us and the movie was trying to give us for a little bit and I, I think know. what the, what the attention there is is like this like raw moment and then like a laugh line to get us out of it. But like right. the laugh line isn't a good laugh line. It's no, all just the jokes like, in this movie are bad. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it not... was like supposed to be a, like a deep like line, like a real thinker. It, or was. If it was supposed it to was. be a laugh line. Yeah. No, but, it was, it was supposed to be a deep line that made you laugh. But what does that line mean? It means, so she has so much rage and stuff and she's throwing the rocks at the house, but sometimes there's not enough, you can throw all your rage at something, but that's not enough sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, no matter what you do, it, you'll still be angry. Yeah, but then for, the but then Forrest it. just gets a bulldozer and tears down the house, so there is something big enough to tear down her grief. <laughs> to tear down the house, but not to deal with her grief. Or But anger. if the house is a metaphor for her grief, then it shouldn't have ever come down. Yeah. And it did in this I mean, movie. guys, I, I think that I, I think know. that you're right. I, again, I'm just criticizing <laughs> no, I the movie agree. for like taking away the metaphor later in the movie. Well, but right. I also think that the movie is trying to say that like Forrest is the one that can like comfort Jenny. Yes, mm. but yes. he clearly she, you know what she needed this whole time. You know what she needed this whole time. Her life would have been so much better if she just had a man. If she just stuck with that nice guy from her she, childhood instead of running idiot, away to college, this stupid idiot, no brain man. If she just Man, had him, two, her life would have been better. These girls always fall in love young and mm. then just run away. Yeah. yeah the nice I, guys. I, it's the nice guys. It's always never the nice guy the that gets left behind. Yeah. It's always the nice guy that they fall in love with in the beginning, then they leave, then they come back, hey. fuck you once, hey. get pregnant, <laughs> and then leave again, and then they come back again every time. Every time. <laughs> 
I mean, I think that's truly like one of the most frustrating things about this movie is it presents Jenny as a villain because she doesn't stay with Forrest the whole time. And I guess now is the time to bring it up. Jenny is the only one with an interesting emotional arc in this movie. <laughs> yes, well, but no, she's no, 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 the... Lieutenant Dan. Sure, but Jenny is presented at the... Uh, villain's not the right word because eventually mm-hmm. like they are together then, again and it's happy and that sort of thing but yeah. she is me- you're meant to hate her a bit in the middle I think because she's ch- making I, bad decisions and not I don't know if you're supposed forced. to hate her but to like wish that she came around and like you're supposed to like you're seeing these two people going through you're supposed to look down on her for sure for sure you are I think you're supposed yeah. to pity you, her but like through Forrest's eyes, I think you're supposed to love her and want the best for her. You're supposed to. But then, like, I don't know. It's just weird because... The, well, it, I, mean, what they, it, I think it, what they're trying to do is, like, you've got this symbol of innocence and this symbol of, like, rebellion, like, going through the same... also gross. Which also gross. Going yeah. through, like, the same, like, historical events and, like, reacting to them in different ways and just, like, mm-hmm. hey, we should all live more like Forrest is, I think, right. sort of what yeah. we're supposed to like, take away from Ginny, this. Ginny gets involved in, like, counterculture movements. And which yeah. is so weird for a movie from the nineties to be saying like, yeah, counterculture was the bad stuff, you know, like yeah. that's yeah. a weird, like, yeah. weird, like take the nineties are like grunge, right? Which is like, like the ultimate counterculture. It's like grunge and like hip hop took off in the nineties. Robert Zemeckis yeah. was not grunge. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I guess anti-hip-hop. But, yeah, so I just, I think it's, like, you're, it, it's kind of like when you have, like, you know, um, let's say you have that aunt at Thanksgiving dinner who, like, says she wants the best for you, wants you to succeed, but then she judges you for every, like, job that you work. Like, that's how I feel like we're supposed to feel about Jenny. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we want the best for her, but we're going to turn our nose up and mm-hmm. judge her for everything she Until does. Until she comes around to marry that idiot, stupid idiot. <laughs> well, okay, so here's, th- this is the time to bring it up. Why do they like each other? Why? Uh, Forrest, like, what is their relationship? Forrest, what like, is Forrest likes the way that she looks on the bus. No. And he can't I mean, why does Jenny like Forrest? What, what, it, what is there? There's no chemistry. There's no, like, nothing. It, we are just told they fall in love. Here's here's their love story, right? Forrest is defenseless, and Jenny comes to his aid, and that's why he falls in love with her. Um, And she never falls in love with him, but she keeps coming back to him because he's the only person in her life that is, like, nice to her. And that's the reason she comes back to him, And but she doesn't love him, and that's the reason she leaves. Then she comes back to him at the end because she's dying. Well, spoilers, I think sorry. we're supposed to think she loves him in the end. Because they marry each other for, like, a minute. I don't know yeah. why she does that. Yeah, it's a weird move. So I guess we should talk about it. So we finally catch up with the bench shit. Uh, he's talking to a lady yeah. on the bench and he's like and now I'm here to meet Jenny she's like let's talk again and then the lady is like hey it's just a block down the road why you've been sitting on this bench the whole time Hi-hi, why have you been sitting on this bench the whole time Forrest <laughs> this, this, would I mean, so much shorter if you knew geography this could have been a, a, a charming short like 10 minute film <laughs> but instead yeah. so here's this movie if I had written it hey the, the lady's like what are you here for and he's like I'm here to visit my friend where does she live on this street. That's over there. 
End of movie. <laughs> End of movie. So well, so he's been waiting. That's a bad. That's a bad movie too, Mark. To be fair, that's also a bad movie. Um, it's shorter. It is shorter, which I would appreciate. Um, he's apparently been waiting the whole time to meet up with Jenny. Great. Uh, he meets up with Jenny again, and she's had a Haley Joel Osmond. Um, <laughs> named Forrest Junior. How much better would the Sixth Sense have been if Forrest Gump had been the single parent instead of uh, not? It would have been worse. <laughs> not. We've seen okay. Forrest Gump. Okay. What about this? What if Forrest Gump was dead the whole time? Ooh, better movie. Better movie if he were dead the whole Cody's time. Cody's considering it. Then we He's just, wondering if that works. Then we just. I'm be... considering it because it probably exists online in some <laughs> article where Forrest is dead the whole time and he's just a spirit guide to help Jenny through her life and death. But then I don't know where the baby comes from. Oh, uh, so like he died uh, when he was a kid and the bullies like threw rocks at his head and then sure yeah, yeah. one rock hit him real hard mm-hmm. yeah sure and then obviously then there's obviously, a bunch that jenny's not in so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually make sense he's also a figment of bubba gumps or of bubba's imagination and lieutenant dan's mm-hmm. ima- imagination right and president kennedy's imagination the only remarkable <laughs> Bryant's imagination yeah the only remarkable thing he did do was teach elvis how to dance but then like the alabama stuff was all in his head the war was all in his head all in his dead head mm-hmm Maybe. Deadhead, Deadhead. New maybe. movie title. New band name. Maybe for hey, maybe for a band is called the a... Deadhead. <laughs> nope, because that's what they call fans of the Grateful Dead. Um, oh. Never mind. Well, we could do a cover band. I don't know a lot of Grateful Dead songs, but we could be guarantee you. Dead. I guarantee you, there's a Grateful Dead cover band called the Deadheads. Can we just probably cover... the first one? Can we <laughs> like the first one they had? Can we cover Dave Matthews instead? No, thank sure. you. Yeah, no, I'm down. Cool. We'll be the. Um, uh, we'll be the. Hey. We'll be the ants marching. <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's just a name of a song. <laughs> okay, so maybe Forrest isn't dead. He just represents our cultural consciousness um, because he is there for all the important Oh, men. shoot. And guess what? Shoot, no matter guys, what. Guys, <laughs> ants marching band. That was a joke. Marching band. Marching band. That's actually pretty ants good. Ants marching band. That's a joke. All of our, all of our, concerts, all of our concerts will be free. Falling. So Cody was talking about the movie that we're talking about, and I just had to finish my. Mark, do you think Dave Matthews sings "Free Falling"? I I genuinely do. Wait, Who is oh that? wait, John Mayer. It's Tom Petty. You fucking no, he does idiot. a cover. May- Mayer, John Mayer, John Mayer does you a cover. dickhole. Okay, I have a genuine question. What's up? Which one's Dave Matthews? Which one's John Mayer? The one that goes scoopity bop is Dave Matthews. And John Mayer, right? Nope. John Mayer's you more sure? John Mayer says, Your body is a wonderland. Your yeah. body is a wonderland. Take my hand. Okay, but I, which I one likes I want to run pancakes? through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. You've got you your bone, you <laughs> Who says you can't get stoned? Burn a burn and a burn a burn. Me and my telephone. <laughs> Who says I, I you can't you were, get stoned? I thought you were singing "Who Says You Can't Go Home" by Bon Jovi. Who says you Land. can't go back? <laughs> Been all around the world. Been all around the world, and as a matter of fact, is that one John Mayer or Dave Matthews? <laughs> that one's Bon Jovi. Nope, Sugar Land. Sugar oh my goodness! Yeah. Bon Jovi Sugar <laughs> anyway. Land. Anyway. Collaboration. Speaking of collaboration, name a more iconic duo. I'll uh, wait. Bubba Gump uh-huh. is a more iconic duo. They make an incredible shrimping business, and they have a restaurant chain that uh, is still alive today. 
It is. Um, where were we? Oh, she just had the Haley Joel. Osmond. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's where that came from. Okay. <laughs> this is a um, nightmare podcast. No one should listen to this. <laughs> no, everyone should listen to this. Um, so Forrest and Jenny finally marry, um, and they move back to Greenbow. Greenbow, Alabama. Yep, and yeah. Jenny dies. Oh no! Of eight? Of uh, we don't know. There's some people who think it's hepatitis C. Some people think it's AIDS. Did she just has something the doctors did don't she know give how to it to Forrest Gump? And how can we thank her? Also, Forrest Junior. <laughs> and also, I'm not happy about her giving it to Forrest Junior. I don't know. I don't think. So. I think they've got immunity because okay. they will Here, fucking be around forever. I here's guess. Here's my theory. A, she contracted it after Forrest Jr. was born. So neither of them have it. Right? I don't think I don't think we're meant to think that. I, I think it's I something think, that doesn't transfer. Yeah, Does her, hepatitis C transfer? I don't know her, anything. Like rebellious lifestyle definitely is what's supposed to have given it to her because we're supposed to like think that um well good but that like, she's being punished for what she did to Forrest. Good. This this movie hits every cultural touchstone ever. AIDS is the, like a huge culture touchstone of like the late 80s, early 90s. And Tom Hanks loves AIDS. He was in Philadelphia. I mean, not loves I don't think AIDS, he loves like, AIDS. AIDS. Oh, movies. okay. Got it. Yeah. Don't like he's a big fan of AIDS. No, certainly not. So she, so she has hepatitis C, which doesn't transfer. Like it has a lower chance of other people like contracting it through sex and babies. Sex and babies. Which is, I just Googled that. So she didn't have AIDS, because AIDS does, like, you can get that. But, but she could have gotten AIDS so after can. she had Forrest Jr. I think I don't that think that's she... what we're meant to think, though, because we're meant yeah. to, like Chad said, turn our nose up at her rebellious shit and be like, well, she deserved it. Yeah, she, like, like, she legitimately, I think, had, like, a change of lifestyle during her time with Forrest. Like, she left her okay. rebellious ways, lived with Forrest for a while, moved away, but didn't, like, go crazy again. And then she, because she had a kid, and then um, had a uh, what did she have, Chad? A kid? Mm-mm. Nope. She had a Haley Joel Osment. Um, there's a difference. It's not just yeah. a there is a difference because like Haley yes. Joel Osment has Joel been Osment. like 35 since he was like nine years old, so he did, he was never really a kid. Well, he's, he's just like Haley six Joel here. Osment. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's Haley Joel Osment. He's just yeah. him. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. I don't know <laughs> what else happens. It's the end. We didn't really touch on dies. the running across America much because he did that three times. Um, yep. Good. And like during <laughs> that time, it. this is it's the most annoyed I was in the movie, believe it or not, was like people would just run up next to him and it's like, hey, can you think of another culturally iconic thing that happened around this time <laughs> that you could do? It's like, oh, sure. Let me spit this onto a towel <laughs> or, oh, uh, it happens. Like, in what world is shit happens culturally relevant enough for it to be mentioned in this movie? It's not. So apparently, Delete that scene, please. Apparently in the 80s and stuff, that was a popular bumper sticker. Sure. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, a mo- like Forrest Gump 2 comes out this year and it features Harambe? <laughs> Actually, that would be great if Forrest is the one who has to shoot Forrest, Harambe. Forrest says, damn, Daniel, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Co- Forrest just throws <laughs> somebody a water like bottle and it just lands perfectly and they're like <laughs> what was this? <laughs> uh, 
he he like is he accidentally like crashes a bunch of stuff in a neighborhood and it turns out he's the one who got L- Logan Paul kicked out of the <laughs> house. <laughs> that Logan Paul was Forrest Gump. Hang, that hangs was that was the better. Well, see, <laughs> that was the one I was trying to avoid. Yep. <laughs> Suicide's not um, funny, believe it or not. It's and not. I don't think it is. It's not. But it's funny. But it's funny Gump to dunk it? on. No, Suicide is as funny no, as Jake Paul, which is not funny. Well, which is not. Yeah, it's it's funny to dunk on him for being an idiot. Yeah. Not funny to dunk on suicide, though. Funny. Not no, funny no, to dunk no. on suicide. Nope. Um, hey, fuck Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> also, Aaron Paul. No, Aaron no, Paul's fine. good. We like him. <laughs> is he's he, fine. Yeah. Is he one of them? No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> nope. I saw a tweet bad. where uh, Aaron Paul tweeted just like, hey, at Logan Paul, fuck you <laughs> suicide <laughs> mm-hmm. is never funny mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. yeah it's good shit hey we're not talking about forrest gump what do we have to say because i think that's the problem is we okay. don't okay. like what well so this movie's ridiculous better? right yes ridiculous <laughs> correct can i can i pitch you some things that were in the book Ugh. well before well yes but before that because i want to like talk about the stuff that's in the movie but, so Chad said the thing that made him most mad was the people running up and asking for the next culturally, culturally significant thing. Mark, what part like made you roll your eyes most in the movie? Um, um, you're leading me very well, as a good host does, to mm-hmm. the part where John Lennon and him are staring at stage. And, uh-huh. he's, <laughs> and he's talking about China. And he's like, everyone owns the same thing. And the host goes, Wow. Nope, no, um, no, no property, possessions or no possessions. no possessions. And, uh, and John Lennon goes, imagine. And then like, <laughs> and they don't even believe in God. And, uh, no religion too. Like, like, no, why are we doing this? Like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, like <sighs> it makes me basically mad. what I think what's made us both mad is that this movie is just like playing a game of like how much stuff can we shove into this guy's life and like give him credit for. Uh, and it like mm-hmm. diminishes things that are like like I like the way Elvis just dances like an idiot on stage. But that's an Elvis thing. That's not a Forrest Gump thing. Don't make me think of this movie every time he dances. Well, he's dead it also now, diminishes but, things you know. like Watergate. And yeah, I think uh, Watergate's the, the one that movement. annoys me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's rough. Okay, tell us crazy shit that happens in the book. So, um, let's see here. First of all, in the book, Forrest Gump is an idiot idiot savant. He's like an expert in physics. Interesting. To okay. the point where he's an astronaut because he's that smart. Is, so is he, he goes up to space. Landing? No, okay. worse. He meets a monkey in space. Oh. Him and this monkey in space become friends, and they crash land into the jungle where they're captured by a group of um, cannibals. You know what? I'm thinking about this more. I was saying no, but honestly, better movie. Better movie. Show me this movie. It is a better movie. I feel like it just goes off the rails. And also, when they made this movie, they, um, they did a bunch of like Hollywood accounting so that it came out as like a net loss. Yeah. Which meant that the book author didn't get made shit no for money. it. Made yeah. no money. So he wrote a sequel in which the first line is Forrest Gump narrating never let them make a movie about your life. Yikes. So like the the sequel to the movie is like meta and about like he like meets Tom Hanks 
and yeah. goes to the Oscars where this wins the like what are you doing book <laughs> but here's the thing I wish it went crazier rather yeah. than like cause that like going into space and like jungle stuff that's going buck wild this is just references cause you know yeah I don't want it to like feel like it could have happened I want it to feel absolutely insane absolutely insane yeah so um uh, oh. One of the things I wanted to talk about was like the meme ability of this movie before meme. I mean, memes, the real definition is like cultural thing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. memes have existed, but like internet meme type things didn't exist at the time of this movie, but like it does have a memeable kind of thing about it. Like people quote it nonstop. Yeah. People have shirts that have references to it. I mean, they the th- always shout run for us. The three of us grew up in Alabama, which I think is yes. this did not. Oh, Tennessee. Mark grew up in Tennessee. Well, it's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Literally yeah, right above us. But Very close. Like, I feel like this is the sweet home Alabama of movies, in that like people in Alabama. I really think you like mean sweet movie. home Alabama is the sweet home Alabama of movies. <laughs> oh shoot, that is a movie, but that's <laughs> dude, people don't like <laughs> that. People don't to like that. Fair, like they like Forrest Gump though. In both no in, no no no. In both no. the song Sweet Home Alabama. And the movie Forrest Gump, Watergate does not bother bother anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it bothers Forrest Gump. He can't get to sleep without with all the flashlights going on. <laughs> that, that's true. Watergate does <laughs> what bother me. What is that part of the There's movie? All these flashlights. Um, and Sweet Home Alabama is played in this movie. Yep. yep. Every song is played. This is this. This has the same soundtrack as fucking Suicide Squad. We every song is on the yeah, soundtrack. This is the second movie where the soundtrack is a little bit distractingly vanilla uh, that we've talked about. Yeah, on the nose. Dazed and confused, and then this one. But this one's worse. Okay, so this one, Best Picture at the 1994 Academy Awards on our episode where we talk about what won, we like to look at what else was nominated and to see how salty we get or maybe how excited we get. So this, um, let's not even delve into um, Best Picture yet. It um so up for like um best um supporting actress best supporting actor Forrest Gump wasn't nominated for any of those oh well, it, it was Gary Sinise in best actor was Tom Hanks well no 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 I was I was starting at the bottom and then moving my way up. Uh, okay. um so best supporting actor you've got Gary Sinise for Forrest Gump um you have Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction, but uh, ends up being Martin Landau from Ed Wood. Have you guys seen Ed Wood? I have not. Have it's good. I, I don't really. Martin Landau didn't like blow me away. I th- I really like. Um, there's a guy who's nominated for Quiz Show, and I really liked him in Quiz Show. Uh, yes. Um, and then Uma Thurman got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Pulp Fiction. We've She's talked about great. that one. Yep. Um, Tom Hanks wins for Best Actor. He's up against John Travolta for Pulp Fiction, Morgan Freeman for Shawshank huh. Redemption. Weird, and that, weird that they called John Travolta the lead in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. He, weird that they called Morgan Freeman the lead in Shawshank Redemption. Whoa. It is weird for Shawshank weird. Redemption. It is not weird for Pulp Fiction. We talked about it on our Pulp Fiction episode. He's in every story. That's why we yeah. think he gets lead. He's not the main character of every story, but he definitely has the most screen time. Yes, so that's why we think. Okay. Um, so best directors, Robert Zemeckis got it for Forrest Gump. He beat dumb. out Tarantino for Pulp Fiction. So he dumb. beat out Robert Redford for Quiz Show. So dumb. Um, uh, 
Yeah, quiz show is a good movie. Um, he beat Woody Allen for Bullets Over Broadway and Kieslowski yeah. for Three Colors uh, Red. Um, and then here's here's the real kicker. So the nominees for Best Picture were Shawshank Redemption. Good flick. Quiz show. Good flick. Good flick. Pulp Fiction. Great, Great flick. flick. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Hadn't good flick. It. I don't think it's that good. Mark likes it. I like it. I'm a Forrest sap. Forrest Gump wins out of those. That's pretty That's crazy, crazy, right? That's insane. That's insane to me. That's insane. I could see any of the other four having not seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh, right? Winning, but not uh, not Forrest Gump. I don't love Shawshank. I think Shawshank is like super overrated. Oh, it is, but Agreed. it's very, it's good. It's very good. But it's, it's good. good. Better than it's, Forrest Gump. It's much more watchable than this. <laughs> yes, the, I agree. Now, Forrest watchable Gump. versus good is a, a weird thing for me because I do think. Forrest Gump is very watchable. I'm always, I'm never bored. I don't. I'm never I bored. Don't. My attention. I am. I'm not necessarily bored, but like, once the segment ends, my mind leaves. Yeah. Like, there's nothing carrying me to the next section. We cut back to the bench. And I don't necessarily have to cut back to his life. I could take it or leave it. What happens next? But it's always going to cut to something that like, I'm fascinated with like American history. So like, seeing these things is like just naturally going to be like uh what's the word interesting captivating captivating to me yeah but like i mean it doesn't do a good job like talking about the vietnam war or talking about watergate or or talking about anything, anything. like it it makes no real sense it does a, it does a like very it, bad job of literally everything even like talking about love i guess like mm-hmm. unconditional love of forest cuz we're supposed to like not like Jenny because she but makes like mistakes. One yeah, what sided is, unconditional love is a little creepy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What what is the point of this movie truly? I th- like what is what is this movie trying to say? What is the main thing that it's trying to say? Because I yeah. I have a hard time nailing that down. I think here's my read on this movie. This movie is about how life just kind of happens and you're along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I guess that and they he, say it. Right yeah, they, they say that, and then the movie is showing him, like, just kind of doing whatever he feels like doing, and he ends up being super successful. It feels like the movie wants to be a love story, and it's doing a really bad job at it. It's doing a it really bad job It doesn't give Ginny nearly enough of, like, characterization or screen time. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, like... Like Cody talked about earlier, it doesn't really establish why they like each other as anything other than like friends. I could see why they would mm-hmm. be friends because like he is sweet to her and she comes from like a very negative family life. Yeah. And um, she actually gives him the time of day and no one else does except Lieutenant Dan and Bubba. But they're better but friends they're, to him. But, and but they're boys. <sighs> but they're boys. Yeah. It, it just like... Uh, one of the things I've written down in my notes is like this movie is trying so hard to have sentiment behind it. It's it's trying to be very hard to be sentimental, but it always feels to me like false mm-hmm. sentimentality. Like it feels kind of like calculated and like, but it never feels like yeah. it's intentionally false sentimentality. Like it, like it could have been. Like sure. It, it feels like it feels like Zemeckis knew the line. I may be stupid, but I know what love is. He knew that that was going to be right. in the movie before he wrote anything else because it's and this like, is calculated I, moment of like, of course it's, it's, it's going to get hyper. 
it's hyper calculated. It feels almost like a cynical. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody they're like, oh, I'm gonna make an Oscar bait movie that makes people cry and is emotionally affected. But this is my cynical viewpoint on what it. Here's is. here's the thing. Apparently, the original book is much more cynical. But but the movie. So I that, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if they saw this if a dumb person read a cynical book and was like oh how nice <laughs> and didn't get it that there is it okay is. that is actually I think that's how it come that's how it yeah. feels and I think that's my problem like if it's gonna be cynical I'm not gonna love the movie but commit to it or if it's gonna be sentimental commit it exists in this weird in between space yeah that just doesn't ever really work. I think um, this happens a lot in book adaptations where the book is trying to say one thing and the book is successful. Uh-huh. So they make a movie version of the book and then they lose what makes the book special. It's the Watchmen mm-hmm. thing. It's Zack Snyder reading Watchmen and not getting what Watchmen's yeah. actually about. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But here's the thing. I cry all the time at movies, like pretty much nonstop. There was a Me time too. during the game I teared up. Uh, maybe I haven't seen it. I may. The Greatest Showman Not made a, me cry. There, I teared up at parts of I Greatest did. Showman. There's not a single moment in Forrest Gump that gets me. Nope, at all. Me like, not a single moment. There's moments where I know that it it's should in a better movie. Yeah, I like. I mean, I I told you guys on the last episode. I cry at Lion King every time I see mm-hmm. it. It's not hard to make me tear up at a movie. So it's not. the closest this movie cannot pull it off. The closest I came to being moved emotionally in this movie was Forrest Gump at Jenny's grave, because uh, the character the characterization of Jenny aside, it's clear throughout the movie that Forrest cares for her, and then losing mm-hmm. someone that he cares for, and then crying over the grave. That's a sad right. scene. Uh, mm-hmm. It still didn't come close to making me cry but it was like like oh i'm feeling like moved a little bit maybe i think yeah i mean i think the closest i come to like understanding what this movie is like not mm-hmm. understanding but like like feeling what this movie is trying to make me feel emotionally is the scene where lieutenant dan hires prostitutes and the prostitutes mm-hmm. call call forrest dumb and yeah. lieutenant dan gets mad and that's only because Lute- the emotion i connect to there is lieutenant dan feeling like a cripple and mm-hmm. like projecting onto Forrest, so I'm not relating right. to Forrest. There, I'm relating to Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and except I relate like to in the, Jenny. I don't the, relate to Forrest, except in the previous scene where Lieutenant Dan called uh, Forrest Gump a stupid idiot, because that did happen in the previous scene. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, no, but that's more like a I know him and I can do this. I it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to me, that's more of like we have this bond. And I understand mm-hmm. him. That's fair. But it's, you it's just dumb. met him, and you can't insult him like that. That's fair. It still right. rubbed me in a weird way. Uh, oh, yeah. I it's saw not him, a perfect like, scene. Yelling at the prostitutes um, about right. calling him stupid when we just saw him do it. But I, I get that. I, think, I also think Lieutenant Dan's scene of yelling at God during the hurricane is good. I like Lieutenant Dan in this, in I, this movie. I do like that. Lieutenant Dan is the, the best thing. I like the way he yeah. relates to Forrest Gump, the way he like says, I'm going to try out my sea legs, and then he just sort of plays it off when Forrest Gump doesn't understand what he's talking about. Like, yeah, And I know the way that voice. he is mad at Forrest Gump for saving his life is really interesting yeah, to me. It's, that's great. it's the most interesting thing that happens in this movie yeah. is his arc of going from being mad at Forrest mm-hmm. for saving his life to like... Thanking him at his wedding. Weirdly being inspired him. Yeah. by Forrest. Yeah. I don't even know where that comes in. 
Right. So, so, so that's what I was, we had been dunking on it for a while. So I'm glad you guys found like some positive stuff within it. Is there anything else positive that you guys like find within it? It, It's a hard movie for Mm -hmm. me to even like sit through. I don't enjoy much of it. I would say the one part that I like is there's one time that Robin Wright talks to a guy named Wesley, which is just a fun princess bride Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, But then the guy hits her. So not fun for very long. It's just two seconds of like, Oh, (laughs) his name's Wesley. Like that other movie. Um, that's fun for me. I you don't know. know. I think Tom Hanks is good. I guess mm-hmm. that would be the other positive thing that I would give it. Like he is good. It's just not an accent that exists. But he commits. I think. I think he's doing a combination of an accent and like an affectation. Probably. Probably. So I. 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 I get that. And I also just. I. I think he's really good in this movie, especially because considering yeah. the fact that he had done like. He was like basically a comedy actor, and then he was like, "JK, I'm going to be in Philadelphia," and nails a really good role in Philadelphia. So like he's he's breaking down this idea of what everyone had of him. Yeah, Tom Hanks is awesome. Has Tom? Like, yeah, Tom Hanks. Has Tom Hanks done a real Southern accent? I know he's done accents like Captain Phillips, but like a real Southern accent that wasn't like affected by whatever Forrest Gump has. Not that I can think of, but I. He's in maybe a, Charlie Wilson's War. I haven't seen it. That's the only uh, thing that I can think of. Because I, I do wonder movie. if that's just his best Southern accent. If so, yikes. Maybe. No, he's definitely doing like a like a affectation of yeah. someone with a mental disability. Still, I don't think any okay. one single person has ever sounded the way he sounds, no matter nope, what's going not on. Not at all. Um, Apparently, he based his speech off of what the child actor was doing. Because a child actor has an actual, <laughs> oh, an actual okay. southern accent. Oh, as an actual southern accent, not an actual affectation. Like no, 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 no. Okay, so shouldn't it have? So still, shouldn't it have been the other way around? The child actor, <laughs> right? The child follow what, Tom Hanks. Because like we're talking about ten minutes versus like two and a half hours. Yeah, but I I think he, I don't know. I I I can't. I didn't like read an interview. I okay. read a. a sentence on wikipedia about this you are not the like gatekeeper of forest cup knowledge no okay okay so let's vote previously we had determined that lion king was the best movie of 1994 um in our previous episode so now we have to pit it against forest gump the academy said forest gump is the best movie of 1994 they didn't even nominate lion king they didn't even nominate clerks they nominated, they nominated Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction, which was Chad's hey. pick, but they did not nominate Lion King, which um, we had determined as the best picture of '94. So it is time to shoot. Vote. Usually, we have the like representative of the movie, like you for Lion King, Cody, Mark for right, right, Clerks, right. me for Pulp Fiction, say something about the movie to first. Give but just one final defense. Doc Brown like drove away in his time machine, and he hasn't come back yet. Oh, oh, oh great Scott! Oh, Shit, I did you again. ran over Mark again with your oh. DeLorean. Oh, we just spent 20 years healing him. I, I just knew Robbie Z told I'm, me to come back here and give my final thoughts on this movie. I'm certain okay. you just murdered Mark. No, he'll be fine. We have. I'll go even farther in the future. No, the future doesn't matter because Mark is dead in the future because you killed him now. He's, but he's got to take the body to heal him in the future, Chad. He's that, only that's, mostly that's dead. The Wouldn't space it be easier in. if you just traveled back in time to before you interrupted our podcast? Ch- Chad, you're you're not yes and a you know what? Doc that's Brown. You're that's not no a bad buddy. idea, Chatterford. I'm just trying to I will. throw out these suggestions to make things simpler. I don't know that the technology exists in the future. To bring I, him back you to know life. what? We will we will figure that out after 
after I do, what am I here for? Oh, well, Doc, we wanted yeah. to ask you which movie you prefer between The Lion King or uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, we're, well, we usually do a voting system. Best two out of three will win uh, Best Picture. So um, I guess since you've murdered Mark between you, me, and I, Cody. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel really bad about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sucks. He, he was our friend, uh, friend of the show. Um, uh-huh. Ooh, good guy. I knew him for like 20 years. Yeah, I guess y'all did grow like you probably grew uh, closer than than I am to Mark because I've only known him it's like for, a like, brother to me. I, I imagine so. After I met him in '85, we went went back to the '50s. Hey, hey, Doc Brown, focus up, okay? <laughs> Tell us what you think about Forrest. Oh, I'm Gump. sorry, I'm sorry. I was focus thinking all up. the good times I had with him. Yep. No. Uh, well, I gotta stick with my boy Robbie Z. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, I gotta say, uh, Pulp Fiction. What? Well, that, no, Robert Zemeckis did um, not uh, direct Pulp Fiction. We're, we're, we're uh, just just oh. talking about Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump. Just, just yes. tell us your Lion final King. thoughts on f- the motion picture Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump travels through time, nope. just like I do. Well, well starts forward starts in, in the fifties, like, in one direction. Starts in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Moves to the eighties. Goes uh-huh. straight to the future. That's what well, I thought. I told Bobby Z, call it straight to the future. That's where Forrest goes. <laughs> But 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 Doc Brown, you you would you could say that every movie could be called Straight to the Future because time moves. Literally. Yes, but much like the Back to the Future series, which touches on cultural touchstones like the Cubs uh-huh. winning the World Series in the future, and they did, and inventing a, a pop culture phenomenon of uh, that rock song we sang, rock and roll, rock, rock and roll. roll. Thank you, you very much. Rock and I, roll. Yep. I, I've lived through so many timelines. There were so many uh-huh. different names for that. It's, it's for he that almost made out with his mom. Stuff, yeah. It was a real weird thing. Yes, but much like that movie where they touch on t- cultural touchstones, so does uh-huh. Straight to the Future. You ever make uh-huh. out with your mom, Doc? You ever go travel back in time and make out with your mom? <laughs> Um, I did that with my daughter once. It was very uncomfortable. No, why Yikes. did we have nope. to go nope. here? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Doc Brown my is a pervert. Is, uh, None of the three hosts of this podcast are perverts, but, but Doc Brown certainly... Uh, no comment. Seems to have done some crimes uh, against uh, humanity Chatterford. and the law itself. Uh, Chatterford, yes, let me place my vote, and I can, His I can see Chad about Witt, getting marked back here. Okay. I vote for a straight to the future. Nope. Well, Forrest I'm Gump. sorry. What we're is not it asking you. To, we're not asking you to vote. We just asked for you to fucking tell us your thoughts on it. You don't get a vote. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Culture touchstones. Straight to the future. I'm out of here. Uh, can we get more? Okay. Can you like go travel yeah, get... back before you run over? <laughs> All right, guys. I'm ready to record. Whoa. Gosh. Nope. Time nope. travel is a weird thing. <laughs> uh, wait. Okay. Wait. Is this What's... the mark with no memory of the episode we just recorded? Why do I have? I've been recording for an hour. Oh, jeez. What? No, Doc went back too far. Is it my dead body? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. What's, oh, no. What happened, Paradox. Okay. Paradox. Okay, Mark. Um, what's better, Lion King or Forrest Gump? Um, just tell us. We oh, don't. We've it's decided. so easy. Guys, Forrest Gump kind of sucks. It's Lion King. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay. I'm so glad Mark voted. Chad, what's your vote? Uh, obviously, Lion King. Uh, we talked a lot about the reasons why. Uh, Cody, yeah. doesn't matter, um, but what's your vote? It's absolutely Lion King. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies yeah. ever. Lion King's um, better than Forrest Gump. Absolutely. Easily. Um, so Lion King is officially the best pictures, best movie of 1994. Unless um, we are surprised next week by the Razzie winner. No, I've already told you the Razzie's never in contention. Um, but if it is, <laughs> if it's better, then we'll talk about it. it okay. Anyway, um, so... 
that's it for this episode boys do you want to tell people how they can find you on social media yeah you can find me on all social media platforms at chad a oliver that includes letterbox twitter instagram uh and soon to be vine too i can't wait marcus um you can follow me at watlington mark on twitter and on letterboxd at mark 0014 you can follow me on twitter at cody lunsford underscore you can follow me on letterboxd by searching my name um you can follow this podcast at we pick picks w-e-p-i-c-k-p-i-c-s on twitter and you should become a uh, member of our facebook group you just search into facebook the best pictures facebook group um, we have lots of discussion threads in there we talk about movies each weekend we talk about golden globes we talk about new trailers we are currently doing a promotion that if you add people to the group you're entered into a drawing to select a movie for us to watch for a very special bonus episode you can make us watch any movie that we're not going to discuss later um so do that uh when we get to 250 we will select somebody and uh talk about that movie um so i think that's it um come back to our next episode uh where we're going to talk about the razzie um also in that episode we will pit the winner of 1993 jurassic park against the winner of 1994 Lion King to decide definitively which one going forward is the best film of our whole entire lives. Um, so come back for that. Um, and I think that's it. Chad. Yes. The best movie in 1994. Uh, um, Lion King is probably the best movie of 1994. Mark. What, huh? What's the best movie of 1994? I mean, I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so had I twenty think we're years to Lion King. watch them all. Oh, uh, hey, Cody. What up? What's the best picky of '94? The best picky of 1994, without a doubt, is The Lion King. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now. Join us next week on Best Pictures when we talk about the Razzie for 1994, Color of Night. It stars Bruce Willis. He plays a therapist who takes over for his friend, who's a dead therapist, and he starts a sexy affair. Apparently, you see Bruce Willis's Willie. We're all excited. Um, it's available to Bruce rent on Amazon Willis's and iTunes. Willie. I know. Aren't you excited, Chad? Chad's the biggest Bruce Willis fan. I can't wait to see his I dick. Can't believe, <laughs> can't believe no one even thought of saying Bruce Willie. Yeah. Well, I said, I saw, I said Bruce Willis is Willie. Is his dick named Bruce Willie? Willie? Anyway, join us next week for the color purple. He's gonna die nope. hard. <laughs> the color of money. So, nope. All the money in the world. We. Nope. We are watching. The, the world is not of, enough. We are watching the color. We are watching Color of Night, which is in our extended series of Razzie movies that are super horny. So join us next week. <laughs>